0: On today's show, we recap all four games of the World Juniors opening day, including two shocking upsets, all coming up on Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, I break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hadi Kalakesh. I'm a scout and prospect analyst across multiple platforms, including this one. And I've got a great show for you today. We're going to be breaking down the four games that occurred on opening day, on Boxing Day um, of the World Junior Championships in Moncton and Halifax. Um, there were a couple games to review. We'll review Switzerland versus Finland. We'll review uh, USA versus Latvia and uh, Sweden versus Austria. And then we'll end out um, the episode with Canada versus Czechia. Um, Now we're going to go through all of that, break down the scores, the standout prospects a lot more. Um, So yeah, yesterday was the opening day of the tournament and there were two very surprising upsets uh, to start off the tourney. So stick around to find out about that. Now before we get into any of it, just remember to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. It's always very much appreciated. So we'll go in chronological order. So first up was the first game of the tournament, which was Switzerland versus Finland. And it's just so fitting that the first game of the tournament was an upset. Um, so Switzerland won this game 3-2 in overtime, and they looked like the better team for most of the game. Um, and and that's despite having two drafted players in the roster to Finland's fifteen. Um, so a great gap in the amount of drafted prospects between the two with Switzerland really looked dominant in this game. Um, so the first goal of the game was uh, scored by Konsta Kapanen, uh, by Finland. Um Consta is the son of former NHLer Sammy Kapanen and the uh, brother of current NHLer Cas Barry Kapinen. Um he scored the opening goal for Finland with a great effort at his own blue line. He pushed the puck past um the uh, swiss defender and uh jump-started the three-on-one for his team and then he put home a juicy rebound left out by the swiss netminder uh but then switzerland scored two in a row to make it 2-1 uh both of them were assisted by jonas Tybell, who i was impressed with more on that later um then kale vasen scored for finland to tie it up and the game went to ot as a result in overtime uh, Joachim Kamel was out on the first unit, despite having started the game on Finland's uh, roster as the 13th forward. Uh, he ended up being uh, among the, f- the first three players sent out uh, on the overtime shift, the first shift of overtime. Um, but he turned the puck over in the offensive zone. Leon Bixell uh, of Switzerland did a great job of uh, cutting him out. Uh, Bixell is a first-round pick of the Dallas Stars um the the only sort of notable player on Switzerland he did a great job of breaking up the puck um getting it away from from Kamel and then racing him to the offensive zone he retrieved the puck in his uh, in the offensive zone held off some some players who were trying to get it off of him and then la- laid it off to uh, Tilio Biasca who was um streaking right in he walks into the high slot takes a shot it squeezes through Aku Kos- Koskenvo's um glove and goes in the back of the net That is the game for Switzerland. Now, a couple of interesting notes about Finland's lineup. So Aron Kiviharyu, I forgot to mention this on on previous episodes, but Aron Kiviharyu, um, one of the top prospects eligible for the 2024 NHL draft, he was cut from Finland's roster. And I can't for the life of me understand this decision. I mean, Kiviharu, as a defenseman, I mean, if he was the exact same player that he is right now in terms of tools, in terms of physical abilities, um, if everything was the same, but he was 19, I'm pretty sure he would be Finland's top pair defender. But instead, he's left out the roster. So that's an important omission from the roster that I want to mention. Uh, But moving on to the players I played in this game, uh, Habs prospect Oliver Kapanen, Uh, was centering the first line for Finland. I was quite surprised about that because Oliver Kapanen really strikes me as a defensive center. So to place him between Vili Koivinen at his left and Brad Lambert at his right to start the game out for Finland was pretty interesting to me. So it was an interesting decision. But then Brad Lambert got demoted and Joakim Kamel went straight from 13th forward to taking his place on the first line. Another sort of interesting coaching decision. Usually players get worked up the lineup. They don't go from 13th forward to first line. Um, but that was an interesting thing that happened in that game. Uh, Joachim Kamel ended up, you know, by, by the end of the third period, he was playing every, every third or fourth shift uh, for Finland as they tried to score a goal. Um, another very, very interesting player to me who who showed a lot of strides in his game Um, Is Topias Villain. Uh, He was a fifth round pick by the New Jersey Devils in 2021. Um, He's progressed a lot since his draft year. I mean, Villain was previously to me from, in my viewings, a low impact defensive defenseman. Um, You know, the type of guy who's going to break down rushes, who's going to defend his own zone really well, but doesn't offer much more than that. But he's added a lot of playmaking tools. The most surprising for me uh, in terms of the the, the offensive tools that he's added is his backhand. When I scouted him in his draft year, it was a glaring weakness. I mean, he never seemed to use his backhand. And when he did, things went wrong real fast. Um, But now in this game, especially, he played three or four solid, accurate tape to tape backhand passes across multiple lines to, to advance play into the offensive zone. So, you know, from what I've seen, he's turned a glaring weakness into a really good strength, and I'm really curious to know how that happened because I don't really keep up with a lot of the late-round prospects after they get drafted unless they show something really, really interesting or and they turn out really great. Um, so I'll see if I can get some tape of Tobias Villain this year in the SHL and see what's advanced in that sense because, you know, in my viewings of him in his draft year, I didn't see any of this. So for it to come out of the blue, that's really, really rare. So I'll try to sort of get some tape on him and, and get some evaluations of that. But now for the standouts for, for each team in this game. So obviously for Finland, Topias Vilén is one uh, for the reasons I just mentioned. Another one that really impressed me on Finland's roster is Ville Koivin. And I think he's going to be a very, very good player at the NHL level. Um, he He was a high draft pick by the Carolina Hurricanes I believe in 2021 and in the forties approximately. And I was also pleasantly surprised with Konsta Kapanen who went undrafted last year. Um, the, the player who scored the first goal for Finland and uh, Kale Vaisanen. and was really productive in this game and, and showed a lot of intensity, a lot of pace. I like to see that. Um, so, those two, I think, uh, were, were sort of the standouts, uh, other than the big ones in Villain and Koivinen for Finland in this game. Um, but for Switzerland, the standouts for me, first and foremost, on Bixel, I think that without Bixel, the the Swiss have no chance in this game. He made so many good defensive plays. He made the the primary offensive play that led to their their overtime winning goal. So that was really impressive of him. I did like Mats Alge's game. I thought he showed a lot of intensity in this game. He was all over the place, breaking up pucks, creating turnovers. He got the primary assist on the second goal by Switzerland. Um, because he broke up a an attempted pass by the defenseman right in the slot. He, he picked up the puck and, and kind of shot it on net while falling, and his teammate picked up the rebound and put it in the back of the net. Uh, three more players for Switzerland that really impressed me. I've got Lorenzo Canonica, who was really good in this game. Um, Jonas Taibel, who got two assists in this game and played really well. I, I thought that his playmaking ability was really strong, and he was taking sort of well-timed shots on net. Um, and then, obviously, Attilio Biasca for that overtime winner for Switzerland. That's it for our first segment and our evaluation of the Finland and Switzerland game. Now, we're going to go into Sweden and Austria and then USA versus uh, Latvia right after these messages. Do you like betting? BetOnline.net is your number one source for any wager that interests you, from the NFL to the NBA to the MLB, and even NCAA football, UFC, golf, anything you like, they have you covered. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game on their website or app. They're, of course, a great source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting. So you can keep up with bets as they unfold. Uh, they've got up to the minute scores for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts. All right. So moving on to Sweden versus Austria. Now I'll make it short. This was a blowout. Sweden took this one 11, nothing. And to be fair to Austria, they were missing their best forward in Vincennes Rohr. Um, who was sick and had to stay at the hotel. And it was, it was, it was an especially feisty game, too, with a lot of post ficial shenanigans. So usually teams will sort of uh, lay off the the back burner when they're leading by six, seven, eight, nothing against uh, a bottom-of-the-standings team. But uh, Sweden decided to take this one all the way. They were still trying with five minutes left in the third to score goals. Um, they really wanted to show Austria why you don't mess with them. Sweden could have gotten many more uh, goals if the Austrian goalies didn't do as good a job as they did in this game especially Thomas Farmeyer in the first period. Uh, he was really, really impressive. Um, stood on his head for the first 10 minutes. Um, the Swedes had 10 shots on him, uh, 12 shots on him in the first 10 minutes, and he stood tall, uh, stopped all of them. But then the Swedes' first line was just too good, um, and they ended up solving him. So the main reason that that uh, that top line was able to solve him was Isaac Rossian. Um Isaac Rossian is... It was just amazing in this game. He scored two goals and added an assist in the first 21 minutes. Of that match, uh, so it was three nothing at the very start of the second period, and then the onslaught began. You had Simon Robertson who scored a, a beautiful wrister. Milton Oscarson scored on the power play, um, and then the trio of your Gardens players, uh, Jonathan Nakariemaki, Liam Ogren, and Callio Delius, all scored in the second period to make it eight nothing. Um, in fact, the your Gardens kids, all of them, had points in that second period. Noah Ursland had an assist. Adam Engstrom had two, and then the other three had a goal and even more than that in terms of points so all five of the 2022 draft eligibles who are playing with your gardens at the time all of them earned uh at least a point in that second period which is really rare uh first to have five kids from the same sort of crop um who played on the same team um to have them all make the national team and all earn a point in the same period uh it's a rarity i wanted to mention that this, Sweden added three more in the third period and ended the game with 15 different players on the score sheet, eight of which had multiple multi-point games and five of which had three-point games. So for the standouts, for Sweden, there's a lot, but for me, Isak Rossian takes the cake by far. He was, you know, in, in its stacked forward roster for Sweden, he was their best forward, and it, it almost wasn't close. I mean, he was everywhere on the ice. The amount of manipulation and deception and layered processing that he that he showed throughout this game, the goal-scoring ability, the playmaking touch, it was just all there. He played with pace. He played with intensity. He was genuinely their best player and did a great job with the ice time he had. Um, second for me would be Leo Carlson. Uh, 2023 NHL draft eligible, he added two assists in this game. Yes, it's an 8-0 blowout, but I really liked his play on the first line. And then the other player on that first line, the, the center of that first line, Philip Biestat gets a mention as well. Um, so those three played really well off each other. Uh, I think that Leo Carlson really complements skilled and intense players. Um, you know, he, he's on the, he was on the same page as those two who are way ahead in their development. Uh, and, you know, had a lot more productive games. Uh, You know, both of them had a couple of goals, but for me, Leo Carlson really complimented them extremely well, so I'm really glad to see that from him. Um, Other than that, Simon Robertson had a really good game. Um, I really like the goal scoring and pace that he showed. He he played at high speeds, was able to connect with his teammates really well. I don't understand how he slipped all the way to the end of the second round um, in his draft year. He's genuinely a first-round prospect. Other than that, Fabian Lucelle had a lot of pace, a lot of a lot of skill to his game. He he sh- He's showing a lot more inside drives in his game. I really like the fact that he's trying to cut across defenders' hands and try to get inside them. That was something that was a bit missing from his game, but he's still playing at top speed all the time. And I don't know how good that is for his game because at some point he's going to reach a level where everyone is as fast as he is. And then what does he do? Um, other than that, Oscar Patterson was really good, uh, an Ottawa Senators prospect, and Elias Patterson, um, the Vancouver Canucks defender that they picked up in the fourth round. He was also very good in this game, showed a lot of defensive acumen, um, really good on retrievals, really good on breakouts. He was joining the rush. I saw a lot of good things from him. And then for Austria, the, the, the list is kind of short. There's two guys um, that I have for standouts for Austria. Uh, Thomas Farmeyer, who I already mentioned, he was pulled in the second period and yet still for me was a standout in this game. Um, and the other would be David Reinbacher. He's a 2023 NHL draft eligible. He's a right-handed defenseman. Um, he's, you know, almost at a, a half a point per game right now, or I think he's above half a point a game in, in, uh, um, in the Swiss top league. Uh, but, you know, he, he was really, really good in this game. He, a lot of aggression, a lot of intensity, um, really good at, at boxing out def- uh, forwards in front of the, the net. He was really good at uh, blocking out the rush. And occasionally he made a pass or two that made me really impressed with, with what he can do with the puck as well moving on to usa and latvia this game ended 5-2 for team usa and it was much closer than the score indicates um in fact the two teams were were tied at the end of the first and at the end of the second it's really only in the third period that the americans took over um so there were no goals in the first period at all but then in the second jimmy snuggerud um a st louis blues prospect he got a bunch of lucky bounces in front of the net as he was crashing it and he opens the score uh logan cooley gets the assist on that goal and then latvia ties it up a, a, a tiny bit later, Luke Hughes gets too aggressive in the neutral zone, tries to pinch up and block uh, a forward from, from getting in the zone. The pass goes through him. It becomes a two-on-one, a great passing play by the Latvians, and Henri R- Ravinskis uh, scores to tie it uh, 1-1. After that, Sean Behrens, um puts USA back up with a seeing-eye shot from the point, and then Nils Finenko ties it right back up for Latvia with his own seeing-eye point shot, Um, And the game is tied 2-2, heading into the third. In the third period, though, Chaz Lucius, uh, Winnipeg Jets prospect, scores on the backhand off the rush, a really great play. He was able to walk right in, uh, get the puck on his backhand, and then shovel it uh, in the top corner um across the grain above the goaltender's glove. Um then after that, Red Savage, a Detroit Red Wings mid-round pick, he doubled the lead for Team USA off a rebound, um crashes the net, which is what he, what he does best, you know, offensively, uh and gets that goal. And then Luke Hughes, he uh takes a riser from the point, it goes off the post and then it was a really good shot. Uh and that seals the deal 5-2 for Team USA. So the standouts in this game, for me, first and foremost, Jimmy Jimmy Snuggerud was arguably the best player on Team USA in this game. He is so good in the corners. He works so hard um off the puck to to get pucks back uh, on the forecheck all that and he gets a lot of bounces and that's been true so far for him in the ncaa but it's because he creates his own luck he crashes the net he does all the little things that that leads to what we call dirty goals or or garbage goals but he makes his own luck and and that's all his making and he's doing a great job with that um another standout for usa for me was sean barons he was named the mvp in this game for for team usa he was physical he was defensively responsible um really good off the And on top of that, he got a goal and an assist in this game, so played really well. Um, Two players who didn't earn a point, but played really, really well. First is Gavin Brindley, a 2023 NHL draft eligible. He played with a lot of pace, a lot of intensity. He made some smart passes. He was extremely solid in this game. And the other who didn't earn a point in this game but really played well was Lane Hudson. Um, he made so many smart plays. Um, defensively, he was more than enough uh, because he was able to keep up with the players that were heading his way. He was able to pivot quickly enough uh, for his brain to to really be showcased. Because again, in, you know, in terms of intelligence, I don't think Lane Hudson's lacking in any sense. Um, he understands the defensive side of the game really well. It's just that his body... Um, tends to lag behind his brain and he ends up not being able to get a stick on a puck that he knows will be in that exact spot etc so that was really showcased in this game he was really really good defensively because he was able to keep up with the players Um, but that's for team usa now we move on to latvia there's a couple guys who really impressed me first gustav's also really really solid defensively nothing to do with sandis ozalynch by the way um, no relation, but he was really solid defensively. He got the MVP for, for Latvia. Um, Sandis Vilmanis, uh, Florida Panthers prospect, he had a lot of pace and intensity in this game. And then Reiner's Rulers, who is a 2023 eligible, he had two assists in this game, so he played really well as well. But that's it for our second segment regarding Sweden's blowout and Team USA's narrow win against Latvia. Now we're going to go into the biggest upset of the day right after these messages. So to end things off, I want to discuss the biggest upset of the night. And unless something really weird happens, this is probably going to be the biggest upset of the tournament. Canada lost 5-2 to Team Czechia um, in the opening night of the World Junior Championship. Both Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli tried the Michigan in this game. This is how crazy this was. We had two Michigans from the team that lost. Um, They didn't score, but it was funny seeing Fantilli go for it and then seeing Connor Bedard tried to one-up him immediately. So th- I think those two are going to try to one-up each other a lot in this tournament. Um, and that's good for Team Canada. That's good for the World Juniors. That's good for scouts, good for, good for fans. I have no problem with that. Um, but coming back to the score, I want to sort of break down what happened. So during all that chaos of of, of Bedard and Fantilli trying the Michigan, Shane Wright got a goal on the power play. Uh, he tipped in a point shot from Olin Zellweger. Um, a great hand-eye from him. Wright's hand eyes off the charts, and that's one thing that really makes him stand out. And I think it's going to help him score a lot from the bumper spot on the power play, even going into the NHL. But then with barely two minutes left in the first period, Czechia scored two goals. First and foremost, Stanislav Zvozil, who had a monster game, we'll go into it later on. But Stanislav Zvozil, he sent Logan Stankov in scrambling with an inside-out move um, on the left flank heading down. And then as he got, as he exits that move, he spots his D partner, um, David Spacek, who in a rare case of two defensemen activating at the same time. Spotchek makes a beeline for the far post. Zvozil puts it straight on his stick, and that's a tap-in to make it 1-1. And then shortly after that, David Moravitz, he took a wrister from deep, and it found its way through Benjamin Goudreau to make it 2-1 Czechia heading into the second period. And then that turned to worse for Canada at that point. Um, not even a minute into the second period, Stanislav Zvozil walks right down the left dot and wrists one past Goudreau to double Czechia's lead. Forty-five seconds later, and Connor Bedard decides he's had enough. He gets a partial break off a Kevin Korchinski pass that's deflected by Shane Wright, uh, and then he puts it on his forehand, shoots it across the grain above the left shoulder of Thomas Uchanik, uh to cut the lead to one. So it's three-two at that point. But then, then the penalties started happening. Um, Zach Dean took a five-minute major in a game misconduct for a hit to the head. Um, of a Czech defender uh, and he, Canada has to defend shorthanded for five minutes while down the goal um, and Canada doesn't play Connor Bedard on their penalty kill so he did pretty well for the start of it for the first four minutes but with about a minute left on the power play uh, David Juracek cuts through the offensive zone um, and then he he plays a backhand pass in front of the net and Jaroslav Hmelas, uh taps it in to make it 4-2 for Czechia and 30 seconds later but Tio Menchik walks in off the rush and just squeezes one past John uh, Benjamin Goudreau, who's done for the night. He gets pulled. Thomas Milich comes in. He makes a couple of amazing saves, but Canada continued taking minor penalties. They took three of them in the third period, and that killed their chances of getting back into the game, and they end up losing 5-2. So, for the standouts, we'll start with Team Canada. Shane Wright, for me, was you know, among the best players for Canada in this game. He scored a goal, he added an assist, but more importantly for me, he kept things simple and was responsible defensively. And that's what I like to see from him. He's not the type of player who's going to blow through everyone and and score between the legs or stuff like that. He's a very smart, intelligent, simple sort of meat and potatoes center who's going to make everyone around him better. I think that's his calling card in the NHL. I don't think, you know, he should be the one to sort of put the whole team on his back and try to score, you know, on on every shift and put every puck on net. That's not his calling card. For me, Wright is the type of guy who's going to quietly impact the game, do all the small details right to keep the puck in possession of his team and in the offensive zone. And yeah, he played to his strengths. That's what I really liked about Wright's game tonight. He played to his strengths. I like that from him. Moving on to the complete opposite, but also a standout, Connor Bedard, 11 shots on goal in this game. He was buzzing tonight. He was everywhere, tried the Michigan, all that good stuff. He was really good. Um, You know, and you can look at the shots on goal and think, you know, he probably missed a couple passing lanes that he could have passed into. And yeah, you're definitely right. He did take more shots than he should have. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that if anyone is gonna shoot on every shift, it should be Connor Bedard. He's electrifying. He's got insane skill, insane pace. That's the guy you want taking eleven shots on goal for you in in, in, a, in a game that you're you're losing and you need a goal. That's what you need from him. And he did score when when the team was down three one. He scored to make it three two. And from his own will, made that goal happen. He had Brennan Offman coming in uh, right behind him, but he pretty much told him, no, I got this. He he skated in front of him to pick up the puck and then went for the shot, and that's how he scored. So, you know, Bedard, yes, there was an, an ounce of selfishness in this game, but I think it's warranted when he has that level of skill, that level of goal scoring ability. I'm more than happy with him taking 11 shots in a game. That's what I want from him another player who stood out to me for team canada brandt clark brandt clark to me was the best defender on team canada again tonight uh, his two way impact was solid he was breaking up plays he was starting you know offensive rushes uh, off his stick with really good breakout passes he was good in the offensive zone changing the angle of the shot to try to uh, manipulate fours out of position and get better shot lanes um just really really good in this game i really like what i what i saw but i have to say um, Brent Clark was not the only good defender in this game. I really liked, um, Kevin Korchinski's play. Yes, he made some defensive mistakes, but I really liked how he was able to, to throw the, the, the puck up the ice for, for stretch passes. I liked the way that he was moving in the offensive zone. Same for Olin Zellweger, who was, again, just so solid offensively. He's so good offensively. It's, it's great to see from him. But I do have to say, Benjamin Goudreau was disappointing tonight. He had he allowed five goals and 17 shots. Um, he let in a couple stinkers, including a point shot and that Mateo Menchik odd angle wrist around the power play. When Thomas Milic came in, it was so evident that he was more composed than net and he was more trustable in it. I think that Thomas Milich is going to take over the starting netminder spot for Team Canada, especially if they start him tomorrow and he has a good game. You just can't risk Goudreau letting in another five goals on seventeen shots against a team that really didn't show that much offense um, outside of their defenders, who were the main the main threats in this game. Then the standouts for Czechia, there were a decent amount of them, but obviously the top one was Thomas Suchanik, um the netminder for Czechia. Uh, he was named Czechia's MVP in that game. He played amazingly, especially when his team needed it the most. He was able to shut it down, you know, specifically when they were up by two. He played really well until Connor Bredard did a Connor Bedard thing, which is score. Um, and, and the other time that he really sort of s- stepped it up was when they were defending the lead in the third period, he didn't allow a single goal. So they even earned an assist on the 5-2 goal, uh, funnily enough. So he played a great game. Uh, another, Czech, uh, another Czech player who played a great game, uh, Stanislav Swazil, had the game of his life. Um, he was the 69th overall pick in 2021 of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it's amazing how we went from a sort of relatively safe vanilla defender with great rush defending, great skating, all that, but little offensive upside. He went from that to whatever this was in this game. He was shaking and baking. He was aggressive with the puck. He was taking the, the ice ahead of him confidently, taking shots, and and just he developed so much offense since his draft year and now understand why he's above a point per game in the WHL. I thought it was because he shared ice time with uh, Connor Bedard because he played on the same team, but man he was solid in this game offensively and another player who impressed me on uh check his team was gabriel stork uh he was pretty good too he plays on the Kelowna rockets in the whl um i i spoke a bit r- earlier on in, in the year about how uh, andrew crystal and um and uh, caden price on the Kelowna rockets don't have support i want to personally apologize to gabriel Sturk. he He's just so solid defensively. He's got so much intensity. He was like, check his spark plug on every shift uh, in this game. Uh, so I really liked what I saw from him. That's going to be it for our recap of Boxing Days, uh, opening World Juniors games. Now, if you like what you've been listening to, uh, and if you've listened all the way to the end, first, I thank you very much. Uh, and second, make sure to like and subscribe if you like what you're listening to uh, on YouTube. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, don't forget to make us your first listen of the day. It's always very much appreciated. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Lockdown Sports Today. They've got all your news and updates on all your favorite sports. So you can talk about sports at your, at your water cooler at uh, lunch break uh, at work and Sound like the smartest person in the room. Now, this has been Lockdown NHL Prospects with Hattie Kalakesh, and I hope you tune in next time.